This September the 5th Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest for the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, September the 4th. We've got a full state of action for Tuesday, the September the 5th. Um, I need to say, do you say Happy Labor Day? Is that a thing? Uh, I've said it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it is now. It's... Uh, it's a big happy birthday to Mr. Lundy Smith. Lundy, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good, man. I got off to a good start uh, from the show yesterday, so looking to keep it going here. Uh, Boston's getting no hit through four, so uh, that's intriguing to watch with uh, Savali on the mound. But yeah, man, I'm doing good. Ready to break down the card with you guys. This might be it, Lundy. This might be your year. The 34th year might be <laughs> the one. We've started, we've started hot, uh, so if you can keep going for 365 days. Uh, we can get Scott that T-shirt we would. Um, <laughs> Scott Reichel is joining us. Scott, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, been a pretty good couple of days in college football and tennis for me. Swept the podcast for the round of 16 in the U.S. Open, which Ooh. is nice. So hopefully we'll keep it rolling for the quarters. But looking forward to the baseball games coming up tomorrow. Yeah, so myself and Lundy did the show yesterday and we sort of spent... It, was, it, it definitely had a bit of a Sunday night feel about the show because we were lamenting the fact that we'd stunk the place out over the weekend. My Premier League picks were worse Again? than dog shit. Oh, Sorry. you mean the picks? I thought you meant your team. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Just <laughs> general picks. I had an awful, awful weekend. Lonte had struggled a bit. Um, and But we got to it in the first couple of games with two of the two of our bigger fancies tonight. The, uh, the Kansas City Royals have pumped the White Sox. I, I took the Royals, but you were a little bit braver than me. And took the run line, uh, Lonte. And behind Cole Raggins, who we were very high on, um, they won that 12-1. to 1. And then the other pick we had, the stronger, it was those minus 130 favourites. We had three of them. And the strongest lean uh, was Justin C and the Chicago Cubs. And uh, that was a good game, actually. Um, one of the first things to comment on that was how fast that game went. Um, Justin Steele and Logan Webb both work really, really quickly. Um the Giants only got two hits all night, which meant, obviously, the game was a little bit speedier. But that was done in, like, two hours and about ten minutes. Uh, it was really, really quick. Um, and the Cubs got enough bat on ball. Say, Suzuki did some bits. Bellinger um, scored. And, yeah, the Cubs won that 5 on So, a good start to the to the week, really, which I needed. Like, um, I was starting to 
sort of pick these minus 130, minus 140s just because I don't feel confident enough to go a little bit bigger. Um, and then the, the rest of the, the, the states currently leveled out, like you say, Tampa Bay um, and no hitting the Red Sox. The Reds have scored five against the Mariners early, but the D-backs are up and we're sweating the Oakland first five, the famous, the world famous Oakland first five. That is nothing, nothing uh, in the top of the fifth for the Blue Jays uh, coming up to bat. Um, in the fifth. So, yeah, we, uh, we're we getting stuck into it this week and it's been a more positive start um, as we move on. But, yeah, we're still counting down now. Uh, September the 4th, kind of four full weeks now uh, till the end of the season. So it's all up to play for. We've got some good series again. Uh, we've got the Twins and the Guardians going at it again, as well as um, Houston and Texas. So um, divisional stuff is very much up for grabs. Uh, we'll get started with tomorrow's picks. I'll tell you first about um, the uh, what DraftKings is what I'll tell you about um, seven months without NFL uh, but it's back in five days time um, DraftKings Sportsbook the official unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL uh, we've got a can't miss offer for week one $200 in bonus bets when you bet just $5 on any NFL game uh, DraftKings is hooking everyone up um, with game day greatness. There's going to be two new offers every single game day this September. So check the app and see what you get. Uh, download the app now. Use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook with details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. So I'll tell you about game time. Uh, the best place to pick up tickets for anything you want to go and see. Uh, baseball playoffs around the corner. Uh, game time will be the place to go and get those. Um, but also any, any other sports, music, comedy, theatre, um, the purchasing of the tickets shouldn't be stressful. You should just be able to look forward to the event rather than worry about the tickets. And that's what game time does for you. Uh, you've got things like flash deals and last minute tickets, um, a lowest price guarantee. The game time guarantee means you get the best price and uh, game time credit you 110% of the difference if you find the tickets in the same section in the same row for less. Um, so, yeah, loads of uh, positive feedback from many of the SGP and network who've used Game Time to get tickets for all sorts of things. The thing to do is uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay. Um, We've got a bit of a uh, bit of a holiday feel in the chat. Everyone's out doing stuff. It's quite quiet, which is okay. Uh, Trev was first in. Trev, how you doing? Um, so yeah, if, if you do join us, but uh, stick your stick your head in the chat and say hello, and we will start um, Tuesday's card with a six ten Eastern first pitch. Uh, between the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians, we have Sunny Gray for Minnesota. Uh, we have Tanner Beebe for Cleveland. It is minus 112 on the Twins, plus 104 on the Guardians. Total is set at eight. And we need Scott to lead this off because myself and Lonte, we're just going to tell you that someone's going to win 4-3. Uh, so we let Scott say different things before me and Lonte say that. Scott? 
Yeah, I was going to go with the under as my favorite play here. I like both <laughs> pitchers in general. Uh, Gray's been really good lately. Last two starts, 14 innings pitched, one total run allowed. And Bybee's been good. And we know that Minnesota is also a really bad team on the road. The question is, do I want to take the full game or the first five under? I obviously like the first five under. The question is, am I worried about the bullpens enough to sway me from taking the full game as well? I think it's going to go under either way, but I'll take the first five under. Gray's been in good form. Bybee's in good form. I think this total, whatever it's going to be, is going to be a bit too high. I see, once again, a 2-1 type game through five. I'll take the first five under. Uh, Lonte, do we need to know what your pick is? Yeah, not really. I'm just, you know, it's the same thing, man. <laughs> but this time, I'll switch it up a little bit, man. I think we get a 3-2 final. I think we get a 3-2 oh. final. Yeah, oh, uh, I like both pitchers like Scott mentioned. I mean, um, Bybee, he's pitched well versus Minnesota. Five runs allowed and 10 um in 10 innings pitched, so that's two uh, among two games. Um, both were on the road. Um, he hasn't allowed over three earned runs in his last seven home starts, allowed only three earned runs twice this entire year. So he's been in really, really good form, kind of under the radar. I, I, not a lot of people are talking about how – I mean, because of the team he's on, obviously, and the division he plays in. But he's been really good. Gray's been really good also. Um, only allowed over three earned runs once in his last eight starts. On the road, he's allowed over three earned runs once in his last six starts. So – He's been going pretty well. He threw seven scoreless um, in their last meeting, only three hits allowed. I mean, both pitchers are pretty good. I think they can shut down the opposing offense. Low-scoring game, like Scott mentioned, 3-2, uh, 4-3 uh, um, is, is is the magic number here. So I, I like both of those. Lonte uh, has deducted a run from both teams. <laughs> uh, it's a 3-2. Um, yeah, Cleveland did have a four-game winning streak uh, snapped yesterday. Um but yeah, I like both pitches here, and yeah, it's an under eight for me. It's not a surprise really. Um, it's one of those days today where we handicapped sort of the start of the series yesterday, and nothing's changed because we haven't seen the teams in action. Um, but I've got no reason to get away from that handicap. Um, so yeah, happy to take the under eight again. Uh, Six thirty-five, Eastern first pitch. This is one of only two TBD pitches uh, that I can see on this entire card. It's the Milwaukee Brewers at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Brandon Woodruff for Milwaukee. And nobody for Pittsburgh. Um, I don't see anyone either. I've got no idea, really. Uh, minus 175. Uh, we do have prices uh, on the Brewers. Plus 145 for Pittsburgh. No total. Uh, Lonte, much on this? Did you see a uh, Pittsburgh pitcher? No, I didn't either. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell with, uh, like, it's kind of hard to handicap without a pitcher because you don't you have, you want to know which which way to go and how to lean. So, um, I guess I would depending on the pitcher, I would go to the over. Both offenses playing really well. Milwaukee's over in six of the last ten. Pittsburgh's over in seven of ten. Um, Milwaukee scored seven runs in two of the last three. Pittsburgh four plus in their last five. Um, and Pittsburgh generally plays to the over at home. They're forty one and twenty four to the over at home. Um, I mean, Woodruff, he's been good since his turn in August, and he only allowed over two runs once um, in his last five starts. Three of those were on the road, so he'll be comfortable playing on the road. I would I would likely lean with Milwaukee on the run line here, just depending on the pitcher. But I do think the over, but both teams can have some success here offensively. So I, I lean to the over. I like the over, lean to the Brewers on the run line. Okie doke. Um Toronto have just scored in the top of the fifth. They've stymied us, unfortunately. Um yeah. Scott, uh, Brewers, Pirates, much? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Brewers run one as well. I like Woodruff. I don't think it matters who's pitching for Pittsburgh, but Milwaukee's been solid. I know they ended up losing the series finale against the Phillies, still won the series, covered the run one in the first two games. Uh, we know that this team's currently in first place. They're playing for something. Pittsburgh's playing for pride at this point. They're not in last place, though, so shout out to them. But I'll go with the Brewers run one on the road. Woodruff's going to be better than whoever Pittsburgh throws out there. The bullpen's a lot better. I got faith in Milwaukee's current form. I'll take the Brewers in the run one. Yeah, that's it. It's um, Woodruff is going to be better than whoever Pittsburgh throughout the year. Exactly right, Scott. Woodruff will give up two earned runs, and that'll be good enough to win. Um, I've got the Brewers written down, but I didn't want to give much else out because I hadn't seen the prices. Um, so, yeah, nothing fancy on this one for me. Um, going back to that Blue Jays-Oakland game, Sean Newcomb is pitching for Oakland. Now, didn't there used to be a thing, like, 10 years ago? Is that the same bloke? Can't be anyone yeah. else, can it? The guy on where's the Braves he, from like five been? years ago? Yeah, he's still there. I haven't seen his name on an MLB box score, honestly, for six years. Like, has he been on holidays? Has he been in Japan? I want to say he was in the minors because he... Oh, he just walked a bunch of people. Uh, I want to say that's why he was in the minors for a while. Maybe he had an arm injury, but I know his yeah. control was a serious problem and he got demoted at some point. Well, he's making a right hash of uh, <laughs> whatever he's trying tonight. Yeah. I just remember he was a thing when I first started playing fantasy in like 2016. Uh, there was a lot of Sean Newcomb. He was a bit of a swing man. It was like, has he come out of the bullpen? Are they going to stretch mm. him out into a starter? And I haven't seen his name. Genuinely for years and years and years. And there he is, he's just popped up tonight. Uh, 6.40 Eastern first pitches, the Seattle Mariners at the Cincinnati Reds. We have uh, Bryce Miller going for Seattle. And um, it's going to be a debut for Connor Phillips uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Miller and the Mariners are minus 162. Phillips and the Reds plus 158 with a total of 10. Um, and now... Londy, you were telling me that Cincinnati had, had some COVID issues. I hadn't seen this at all. So that's kind of the reason Connor Phillips is getting this start tonight. Um, what was the what's the crack with that? Some of the bullpen guys have gone down. Yeah, well, so what I read was Williamson and a couple of the rotation guys even um, might be pushed back because they were with the illness and then I seen COVID. So it's kind of a I don't know. It hasn't been officially ruled that they have COVID, but I guess it's just a sickness. But one of the guys had COVID, so I mean, one plus one equals two. And that's why Williamson was pushed back. And uh, I'm guessing they haven't just released the significance of like the time that they're going to release some of those guys or, or when they'll be back. And they haven't even gave out names. Williamson is just the one that they named because he was next up to start. So yeah. it'll be, I'll be interested to see um, what guys are affected by this um, with their lineup. And if they had a COVID outbreak. I'm pretty sure most of those guys are hanging around together. So, I mean, I'm, I just want to see, I know today they're playing right now, but you never know how it can go from one day to the other. Yeah. That's going to be interesting because already we mentioned last night, Graham Ashcraft went to the IL with his tool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brett Kennedy's pitching tonight. We took Seattle on the road, right? And Cincinnati, you're 5-1 up early on in that one. Yeah. Um, well, Bryce Miller here for the Mariners is 8-4 on the year. He's got a 393 ERA. He's been in decent form. Um, he has given up three earned in his last two starts. They were against Kansas City and Oakland, um, so not great. And he hasn't been good on the road either. However, Seattle have been winning games for him uh, because Seattle have been winning games. Um, Connor Phillips, obviously the fly in the ointment here. Now, Phillips is Cincinnati's um, number four prospect. He actually came from uh, Seattle. 
So he's going to make his debut against the team that traded him. He came across in the Jesse Winker trade, which was at the start of last season, I think, maybe. Uh, has a 386 ERA at AA and AAA this season. He gets a few strikeouts. Uh, so a strikeout prop, if the books are brave enough to put one up, um, I'd maybe take it over five and a half. Six strikeouts should be within his range. Um Julio Rodriguez had his 15-game hit streak snapped last night. Um, but I think uh, Phillips can go okay. I do like taking these rookies um, down the stretch. It was just how how can you factor Phillips into a bet here? That total of 10 is high. So the first five total, I think, is going to be high. So I might be taking first five under here. Um, I just think Phillips can go okay. And, and Miller can hold them. The number's too high for me, uh, Scott. So first five under. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Reds in this one. I just think uh, Seattle is a little bit, I don't want to say overrated, but assuming they don't come back from 5-2 down right now in the fifth, that means they're going to lose four of their last six games, and they're still being priced once again like they're still in the middle of that massive winning streak they were on about a week or two ago. But I do think when you're looking at the Reds, I do kind of like Connor Phillips in this matchup. You mentioned the strikeout props. That was my main play. I like Phillips over the strikeouts. He's a very solid strikeout pitcher. Uh, to go through the minor league numbers, 105 innings pitched this year, 154 strikeouts in his career in the minors, 290 and two-thirds innings pitched, 415 strikeouts. Strikes out a lot of guys, and Seattle strikes out a lot. So I think, once again, that's a pretty good combination there. I like Phillip strikeouts as my favorite play. Like that. Um, odd one that we've came down on the same bet there, Scott. I must be doing something right, Lonte. Yeah, make it three for three. I like. I got it wrote down as well. Uh, his what? strikeout prop. Yeah, I just generally I like going with those new guys, like you said, man, because they're unknown. You don't you don't really know what you're gonna get from those guys. Now they could he could get blown up. Um, that is a possibility, but it's also Seattle. They strike yeah. out arguably more than any other team in the right. league. So right, right, especially on especially swinging. Like they swing yeah. at everything out of the zone. <laughs> um, so I think he has an advantage there. And and again, like Scott mentioned, they might be a little bit overvalued here. Um, they are 38 and 30 on the road, um, so they play well. But again, they might have hit that little wall and need to get a reset. Maybe this is not the game to get um, to get them there. But I like I like Cincinnati here. Um, Miller has been pitching well as of late. His last two road starts, one earned run combined. So I think the total is a little bit high, like you said, Mal. So I like the under and I like Cincinnati here. Like it, Lonte. Thank you very much. Uh, QB one. Has joined us in the chat. Questionable bets. Good evening. How are you doing? Uh, nice to have you here. Um, where are we going? 640 Eastern is the Boston Red Sox at the Tampa Bay Rays. Cutter Crawford for Boston and Zach Eflin for Tampa Bay. Plus 136 on the Red Sox. Minus 148 uh, for Tampa Bay. Total is eight or eight and a half if you want it, Scott. Yeah, for this one, uh, I feel like once again, this is a game that's going to be pretty close. Uh, question is, do I have more faith in Crawford or do I have more faith in Eflin? The good thing for Boston is that this is a road game because Crawford is useless at home. <laughs> He's really good on the road and really good at home. So I think I'm going to take a spin here with Boston. For me, it's one of those spots where if I really can't tell these teams apart by that much, I do think there's going to be a little bit of value on the underdog. Now, Tampa is 7-1. and one against Boston this season, so I have to at least point that out. But once again, Crawford has been struggling a bit lately, but that's mostly at home. To read off the actual home road splits for Crawford, his road ERA is 2.06 in 56 and two-thirds innings. His home ERA in 47 innings pitched 
is 6.51. <laughs> it's not in Fenway, so that's definitely a bright spot for Boston here. I'm going to lean to the Red Sox. I know F1's had a pretty good year, but I do think, once again, you can make an argument that these pitchers are at least somewhat comparable in a way. F1's probably a little bit better. But Crawford's numbers on the road, once again, roughly a two-year They're phenomenal. I'll link to Boston here at probably a decent plus price. Okay, Lante. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really split the difference between the two. I thought it was a tough game um to split. I, I do like Eflin a little bit more, but again, Scott, you mentioned those numbers. That that kind of threw me off of uh, Benton Tampa. Uh but I like the over here. I mean, Boston's eight one and one to the over in their last ten. Tampa Bay is forty one and twenty six to the over at home. They score six plus in three of the last five games. Uh, Boston scored seven plus in their last two. I think offensively they'll be able to get going here. Although both pitchers have been pitching well, I think the offenses can take over this game here. So I think we can see uh, a high scoring game here. Maybe not right away. Maybe we see three, three, four um, runs combined by those two in the first five innings, and then we get an avalanche late. So I, I like the over, and I'll lean to Tampa. I just I, I wouldn't bet it. I just think it's a coin flip type of game. Scott put me off as well, Lundy. Um, I've got a Tampa Bay run line pick here, and then Scott's absolutely talked me out of it. Um, you can still take it I just if think, you want to. I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to. I'm not going to change my mind. I think um, it's you, you just know, said you're going to change your mind. <laughs> no, I didn't. You said I talked you off of it. Uh, you well, that's what I said. I said so either Scott. I talked you off of it, or you're still going to stay with it. Right. Well, no, you put you you sowed some seeds of doubt, Scott, is what you did. However, there we go. There um, we go. I'm not, not buying it. Uh, I've got. I just think Tampa Bay are going to be two or three better than Boston in this spot. Eflin is reliable. Um, Crawford's been all right. Uh, Tristan Casas is hitting really well for Boston. Thirteen game on base, and I just again I've got the tonight scores up looking in in. Tampa Bay have got a good record against Boston. You said seven and one. They're two runs ahead of them uh, mid five of the minute. Just looks like that kind of game, kind of just hold them at arm's length, where Boston will be okay, but Tampa Bay will beat them by a couple, beat them by two or three, was my reading of it. Um, so I'll stay with my pick. And it's a Tampa Bay run line at plus 142. So just to make sure, I, I didn't talk you out of anything. Just you didn't. You, there. No, you didn't. No. Okay, cool. You, uh, just making sure. All right. You, you made yourself shut up, will you? you <laughs> baffling me. Six four Eastern first pitches. The LA Dodgers at the Miami Marlins. We have two left-handed pitches here in the shape of Clayton Kershaw and Jesus Lazardo uh, for Miami. Minus one forty-eight. The Dodgers plus one forty. The Marlins totally seven and a half. Lonte. Yeah, so this is too short for me. I mean, the Dodgers with Lazardo on the mound, I mean, I know he's through 12 scoreless um, in his last two starts, but, you know, if you expand the sample size out, he's allowed four-plus in his previous four starts. Before that, he had eight home runs in the three-game stretch. I mean, I'm, am I missing – I don't know if I'm missing something or, or, or what. I mean, Kershaw, he hasn't allowed over two earned runs in his last nine starts, hasn't allowed over three hits in his last five. I mean, in the month of August, he hasn't allowed over a single run, like just one run. That's all he's allowed um, in each game. Now, all of those were home runs, so you kind of want to get that under control. He does have – I mean, in his career, he's, he's been giving up home runs. But, I mean, against his Miami lineup, I think he'll be fine. So, I'm looking at some Kershaw, like, to win props, uh, his total outs, uh, strikeouts, because I think he can be able to dominate this Miami lineup. And I just don't trust Lazardo at home. Um, I think the Dodgers hit lefties pretty well. 
Uh, they probably hit them better in Dodgers. They hit Stadium everybody before. pretty well. Yeah, yeah that, that too. But I think they they pretty form they perform really good uh, against lefties. Um, not as good in Dodger Stadium. I mean, outside of Dodger Stadium, but um, that's you know that's apparent. But yeah, I think Kershaw's way too short here. I mean, if one anything under one fifty, I, I would put uh, put a, a nice size bet on it. So I like Kershaw. I like the Dodgers to roll here. It was funny we talked last night, Lonnie, about. Um, not all minus 130s are equal. We haven't come on to the game yet, but you're looking at like the Mets with Quintana at minus 148, the Dodgers with Kershaw at minus 148, and the two things aren't the same. Like, what are, they, they're close. the same, but very, very different. Right. Like, um, right. Scott, what are you going to talk me out of here? <laughs> well, the reason why the line is, per- is pretty short is because of the fact that Lazardo's given up no runs in the last two starts. Yeah, yeah do I, I, I was going to say, do I care? Yeah, no, right. not really. I don't I don't really care. But right. I do think, once again, I'll go with Dodgers on the run line here. They're on the road as well, so you're guaranteed nine of bats, which is always a nice plus. But Miami can't score, but it's been their issue the entire second half. I know Arise had, I think, four hits yesterday. So Layers hit a bunch of home runs, but that's really it. But they acquired Berger. Has he really done anything for that team? I think he's been okay. I don't think he's really done much, but I don't trust Miami's bullpen either. Uh, Lazardo last start, for example, they had that 0-0 game against Tampa into the 10th, and then Robertson blew the game and gave up three runs. They still didn't cover the run line, and they didn't give up a run for nine innings. I'll go with the Dodgers. They have too much firepower for me. Kershaw's going to be good. The only concern might be if he only goes five or six. So maybe you're looking at a Marlins' first five team total under. If you want to avoid Lazardo, if you want to just blindly take Kershaw and nobody else, I think that's a good approach. The reason why it's so short is because Lazardo's been really good. But now they're facing off against the Dodgers. I'm not sure if the same results are going to, you know, show itself here on Tuesday. Yeah, I really don't mind that Kershaw first five, you know, like Miami under for the team total. Give Miami under one and a half for the first five team total. What was it? What, what were his opponents in those? I'm, I'm looking right now. Do you know? If uh, be Tampa, uh, Tampa, they lost two in extras and then you had the Padres. So two <laughs> offenses that. Should be good on paper, or at least yeah. one. It's kind of the opposite. Tampa shouldn't be good on paper, but they're good. Right. And the Padres should be really good on paper, yeah. but they're terrible. So yeah. it kind of balances out. But once again, I'd rather not get involved. The Dodgers should win this game on the run line, but Kershaw's lack of length does give me a problem. And I think once again, the Dodgers bullpen is still a bit iffy. So I'll go with the Marlins' first five team total under. Yeah, I trust. Uh, I give him credit for the Tampa win. San Diego is you know, it's just whatever. They just pick days. I, I had San Diego in that game because yeah. Snell was pitching and they yeah. just didn't do anything because yeah, it's the Padres, so right. they didn't do right. anything. Right. Uh, for me, it's just an under. It was a, a straightforward under. Scott said Miami can't score runs. It seems like a very long time ago. I think we just come out the All Star break when people were talking about Miami being okay. Had Jake Berger was doing bits since he got traded and in his first 10 days or something. That was forever ago. The only time you see a total of seven and a half or seven now is when it's always Miami. Like it's not even Oakland or Colorado. It's always Miami. Um, and it's the first one for a few days. And sure enough, it's the Marlins again. Um, yeah, Kershaw will give up max one in June. I trust Lazardo to go, uh, to go okay. Uh, but I'm happy with the, uh, a comfortable Dodgers win. In under seven and a half runs. And a couple of bits of news on the Dodgers pitching staff tonight. One good, one bad. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to touch upon this or not. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. So, all right. Yeah. So, Julio Rios uh, with a potential uh, DV. Um, I'm not sure if it's something that's going to affect them immediately or if there'll be a process or what. But I do know, I think he's got a bit of previous. I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, 
but on a positive side is uh, Walker Bueller has looked uh, razor sharp um, in Triple A for is it Oklahoma City Thunder? Um, and he's been back. That's the basketball team. Oh, right. He was Oklahoma City. See, I do know some basketball stuff. Um, Oklahoma City Dodgers? What are they called? Could be. I don't know. No, you, you should know. God, see. Why would I know uh, Triple A? It's part of the rich fabric of the sport. If, there, if there's a so AAA much. betting podcast, then maybe I'll look <laughs> into it. But we don't have that at the moment. So I gave out the winner of the AAA championship last year. It's seven to one. If you remember that, the Durham was Bulls. The Yankees. Yeah. yeah, the Durham. Yeah, was it Durham? It was the Yankees? Yeah. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that up. That's, that's like that. that's like forty-five minutes for me. I go see them play all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I had it covered. I just throw it out seven to one winners, left, right, and centre. Um, what are we talking about? Walker Bueller. Anyway, looks really good. Um, so we might be back soon. And I saw was it Yonder Alonso, I think, this afternoon talking about him going as kind of a piggyback starter. Um, in maybe in the playoffs, he could be a right threat uh, if they decide just to throw him out for three innings, either as a follow-up man or like you say, the the opener, a lot a long opener, that kind of thing. So uh, interesting times for the Dodgers. Uh, we'll move on. I'll tell you first about Underdog Fantasy, um, which is a great way to play alongside your favourite football team. Things like the Fantasy Pick'em game, if you pick between two and five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower in each of their stats, and then do what you spend all day Sunday doing anyway, which is watching the games, uh, and you, win, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. If you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And finally, the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon, uh, which you need to check out, help us fight corporate gambling. Um, and you have access to things like the NFL Win Totals Contest, that's got a $1,000 first place prize. Uh, the weekly Patreon Pick'em is on there as well. The College Football Bankroll Challenge. You'll get double bubble uh, on your winnings if you're a member of the Patreon as well. Uh, so all of that at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, Houston are back in that game. They've tied things up with 3-3 with Texas, so they're eventually on the board. Yeah, they left the bases stranded. Yeah, yeah. Loaded. Well, they were actually the. There was a manager. They were the third out. They challenged. There was a challenge. Oh, uh, won okay. the challenge. Uh, otherwise, they, they were going to walk off with zero runs. Overturned oh. the challenge, and then all of a sudden they're back in it. So, oh, okay. Uh, swings and roundabouts. Seven oh five. Before we get oh, into the next game, can I just say something about the Urias situation? Which One situation? Second. Oh, Urias. Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, it might be a hot take. I'm not sure if it is. I don't think he's going to pitch in the majors again. I think no. his career is over. That's what I mean. I haven't. I saw the. I kind of saw a headline, and that was it. So I don't know if it, if it was the kind of thing where will there be a four five month process or investigations and counter accusations or or will they do they nip that in the bud now and we see what comes there's, out. There's a the couple of so variables at play, but yeah, after what happened with Bauer. The Dodgers didn't let Bauer pitch again. Now, maybe that's because of the massive contract, but still, Bauer was was he officially charged with anything? I don't think he was. He wasn't, and his career is over too. This is Urias' second 
domestic violence accusation. He got suspended 20 games back in 2019. His career is over. In today's society, second time, second time domestic yeah. abuser. Now he's done. His career is over. In my in my opinion, unless they disprove it, and unless it's complete hearsay, his career is done. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, we've had a very similar thing over here. I don't know if you're familiar with the Mason Greenwood situation, Scott, who's a Manchester United player. Really good young I, I player. Know, I loosely top... know what you're talking about, but I know that yeah. they shipped him off to another country. Yeah, exactly. But they've kind of copped out a little bit. So he was accused of um, sort of sexual assault, very sort of Trevor Bauer almost like allegation. Um, Just asking, the they... second offence though, you think he's yeah. going to pitch again? I don't. It doesn't look like it. Um but what I think what they tend to do is sort of buy off the the accuser because because they can rather than they don't go to the court process. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Buy off the accuser, and then I don't with the being an asset. What Manchester United have done is copped out by sent him out on loan to a Spanish club, so they still have this valuable asset on the books rather than yeah. ripping his contract. Wait for the guy down. They'll bring him back next year, and they'll see what happens. Yeah, losing losing a hundred million dollar asset. Whether that'll get on the Dodgers' radar or sort of how uh, what they're like as an organization is something. If it, I if don't it was know the first mean. time, maybe you can get by with like a suspension. Second time in four yeah. years, and you had the Bauer thing two years. No, I, I think it's over for him. At least with that organization. If he's going to pitch again, it will not be yeah. with the Dodgers. The Dodgers never use him again. Okay, we'll move on to the 705 Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the New York Yankees. Alex Fayedo for Detroit and Garrett Cole for the Pinstripes. Plus 200 uh, for Wentz. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I've staggered. Did you anyone spot the deliberate mistake there? Alex Fayedo is listed, and I've got Joey Wentz handicapped. Um, so I'm guessing that's a pitching change. Yeah, so do I. I have, I have Wentz too. You I got see undecided on ESPN, so they're still figuring okay. it out. Unless, uh, uh, no, that is tomorrow. Because I've got two pages open, I'm checking, I'm not looking at today's games. Um, plus 200 for Detroit, minus 245 on the Yankees, and and the total is set at eight. I'll be honest, this kind of helps me out a little bit, the an undecided, because Wentz or Fajardo, I don't really care. Um, yeah. What, and I'll tell you why, I don't know if I'm going to go the same way as you possibly, Scott, is that, what, what's happened here is because Cole's on the mound and because the Yankees have won a series, is that the Yankees' taxes back again all of a sudden. Um, and this is far too high. They're still a bad team. Um, so I don't want to take the Yankees. You wouldn't have taken them last week on Thursday before that for the last six weeks at a minus 245 price, regardless if he was on the mound. Um, and over the weekend, over a three-day stretch, I don't think much has changed. Um so Cole has been fine. Um, he pitched against Detroit last time out, gave up two runs in the game that they won 6-2. Um, but I'm just not, I just don't want to back the Yankees. I, I would, in this situation, I would take the dog every single time because the Yankees are, were a poor team. They've made some little changes and it's had a, um, an impact. But you do get this sort of the rule of, it's like the law of diminishing returns on these kind of rookies. They're not going to go off all September and just blast bomb after bomb after bomb. This, this is going to diminish a little bit. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's hit 10 home runs since August the 8th. Uh, we do know Garrett Cole likes to give up the odd bomb. Uh, so Torkelson might be an option. But I'm going to take Detroit uh, at a price of plus 200, Scott. Am I mad? 
So we started off on the same page, and then you went in the completely wrong direction. Because I actually <laughs> like the Yankees run one in this one. Uh, I've been fading the Yankees for a while as a Yankees fan because I know what the team was. They were old. They weren't very good. They realized the team was bad. They called up the kids, and they looked they looked really good over really the weekend. Good. They look really good. I mean, it's not even a matter of just wins and losses. Just watching how they played for you know those three games against a very good, in my opinion, team that should win the AL, the Astros, and they swept in Houston. The Yankees haven't won a series in Houston, and I don't even know how long. And yet, you're looking at what the Yankees did. They just looked like a significantly more competent team. And I'm not saying that it's solely because of the rookies, but injecting a little bit of youth into the lineup, you have a little bit more energy. I think it really did a lot for that team. Detroit's just bad. Like, they can't score. Cole crushed them, like, last week, and the Yankees actually won three out of four in that series because Detroit could barely score in any of those games. I'm going to take the Yankees' run line here. I I like what I saw over the weekend. I feel like this is a classic type of team for the Yankees or for any organization where the team is just bad enough to be out of the playoff picture and to be embarrassing themselves. They'll go on a good run in the final month, which doesn't mean anything besides finishing with like a, an above 500 record. So people will remember the season not being as bad as it actually was. <laughs> it's one of those. I see the Yankees having a very good September with the young players. Maybe they'll call up a few more. We'll see. But I like the young guys. Dominguez looked good. Wells looked good. Uh, Pereira has been fine. I I just really like what I've seen from the young core, and I think that this team is energized. So I'm going to go with the Yankees' run line. They've shown something in the last couple of – basically the last week. What are they, like six six of their last seven? They've won. They've been in good form. I'll take the Yankees' run line. They've won four or five. I know they're four or five. Yeah. That's kind of part of the reason I like the fade. Like, I think that's just a bit of an illusion. I mean – you can't polish it, too. And, it could be an um, illusion, but as a Yankees fan, sweeping a series in Houston, that's not an illusion. That's impossible. They have owned any, us in that stadium for yeah. I don't even know how many years. In any stadium. It doesn't matter if you played on Pretty Mars. Pretty much, but especially yeah. in Houston. It's been rough yeah. in Houston. Yeah. That makes it even more part of the illusion, Scott. You can't see the wood <laughs> for the trees. Uh, Lonte, what's your pick here? Yeah, if it was anybody on the mound outside of Cole, I would be with you, Mal. But Cole's on the mound, so okay. can't can't bet against Cole in Yankee Stadium. That's that's just it's, it's un-American to do. Uh, you're not American, so maybe that's why you like it. <laughs> it's un-American. It's un-American to do. Can't bet against Cole in Yankee Stadium. He's awesome. Um, he, he went six and only gave up two two runs. He does need to work on his, ho- his giving up the home runs, but that's been a problem throughout his whole career. Um, it's probably never going to change. And you can tell. I don't know if you. I watch enough Garrett Cole to know when he releases it, you can tell by the look on his face what's about to happen because he has the most dejected <laughs> look in his face yeah. like it, it, like he's disgusted with himself um but i mean that's why he's so good so um i did have Wentz handicap and he had uh, like i guess if he's not gonna go then it's, it's kind of pointless but i'm looking at the team total for detroit to go under in the first five i think cole will pretty much have him on the ropes here they outscored detroit 17 to 9 in that series that you mentioned scott winning three or four uh I think it's going to be easy work for him here. The young guys look really good, energetic. They should have been called probably about two months ago. Um, that's on Cashman, but that's another uh, time. I don't, I don't know about it. two months for everybody because Dominguez was in double A for about a week and a half. So he would yeah. probably be one of the people called up, but I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like you said, like the those guys are hungry. So they're playing extra hard. It doesn't matter win or lose. They're playing extremely hard. Those other guys, I mean, they're, they're cashing a the check going back to the – nice condos and just relaxing. They're, they're Yankees. So now these guys are trying to, you know, earn their their, their pinstripes, uh, no pun intended. So I, I like the Yankees to roll here. I, I like them on the run line with, with you, Scott. There might just be a reason why they were in double A quite recently. 
It might be because the double A level players currently uh, and will be uh, better in a few years' time. But we'll see. But, but would the Yankees double A team beat the Oakland Athletics? That's that's the question. Right. That's a good game. First five. I'll take Oakland first five. First five. That's fine. They swept the series over the weekend. Shout out to the Angels. They did, yeah. Against the only team. If you didn't know that, I asked you would see they'd swept. If you asked 100 people in the street, they'd guess the Angel. Um, the Yankees, 720. Before, before today, I would say the Yankees. <laughs> 720 is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Atlanta Braves. It's the Lizard King. Miles uh, Vickerless goes for St. Louis. And we have another new name, Darius Vines. Officially TBD for Atlanta, but I'm seeing Darius Vines. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, minus 130, sorry, plus 130 for St. Louis. Minus 155 for um, the Braves. And no total yet. Both teams have yet to kick off tonight, which is fair enough. Um, Scott, do you know much about Darius Vines? I know that there's a decent percent chance he's better than Mikolas because we all hate Mikolas on the show. Uh, I'll go with the Braves. I don't really know much about him, but at the same point, it's the Braves at home. They just won a series against the Dodgers over the weekend, which was impressive. There's nothing I like about the Cardinals. I remember when they won like six of seven or something a couple months ago, and people were thinking like, you know, maybe they'll make a run. They're not making a run. Like Marmel can't manage. He should have been fired already. The team stinks. They're going to blow it up. Nicholas is bad. He pitches the contact. The Braves hit a lot of hard contact. I think Nicholas gets decapitated. Uh, I think that you're going to see the Braves <laughs> probably score like nine runs in this game. I don't think it matters who pitches for the Braves. The Cardinals are bad. They're really bad on the road. They're 28 and 38 on the road. Braves are 44 and 22 at home. There's nothing to like about the Cardinals here. Like, I know that you can make an argument, well, maybe the Braves starting pitcher is not going to be good. Maybe. But if the Braves give up six runs, I'm still not assuming the Cardinals win this game by default, so I'm going to take the Braves at 155. That line just sounds very cheap for one of the best home teams in the league. Yeah, can't argue. Lante? Yeah, I had to refresh my app um, to make sure to make I was sure seeing. It I wasn't two two fifty five. Yeah, I'm like one fifty five. What the what's what's going on? I don't care. Listen, they can throw they can throw Mal on the mound. I, I don't care for for St. Louis. Don't care. This is this is way too short. Way too short for a team that's forty four and twenty two at home. They've won eight of ten. They just dominated probably the second best team in the league in their house. And you yeah. think that one fifty five <laughs> is enough against Nicholas? Four plus runs in three of his last four. He hasn't been good on the road. He's gonna get. He's gonna allow a lot of hard contact. I, I just. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get and it. And the bullpen's bad. Right. And as a favorite, Atlanta's eighty two and thirty nine. Wow. So I think it needs to be said, but I'll say it one more time. The Cardinals right now are four games worse than the Pirates. If the Pirates <laughs> had Nicholas and they were against the Braves, the Braves are laying like two fifteen. Right. Like exactly. there's some respect for the Cardinals because of their roster. Can I call them the Angels of the NL? Like I, I don't think it's as they're worse than the Angels. But you get my point. Like there's a lot of star power on the roster by name, but the team sucks, and the odds makers haven't adjusted all season long. They're worse than the Pirates by yeah. four games. They're a last place team. Length should be minus two hundred. Yeah, I'm laying. I'm laying on one fifty five. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous for real. Um, there is one thing to like about the Cardinals. Oh um, man, Scott. Don't no, do no, it. no, don't no, do no, it, no, no, I'm not doing anything stupid. I'm just going to name check Jordan Walker, who's been oh, hitting yeah, you. Yeah, Jordan Walker's three homes in his last. 
Yeah, he's he's going to have a really good season next year. I'll be looking for some uh, for some season long props on Walker. Um, but yeah, apart from that, that's it. Um, Vines had one start, which was in Colorado, and actually pitched really well. Six innings, four hits, two in runs. I thought the safest bet, just in case Vines does something nuts, is an Atlanta team total because um, that could be eight, nine, ten, or any any number you like. But yeah, um, I'm not going completely mad and taking the cards here, boys. So fine. Uh, 7.05 Eastern first pitch. I forgot to go at the top of the page. It's the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals. We have two left-handed pitchers in. Uh, Jose Quintana for the Mets and Patrick Corbin for the Nationals. Minus 148, the Mets. Plus 134, the Nats. Total is at nine or nine and a half. Uh, Quintana, one and five, 326 ERA. Um, it's only got one bad start recently. Um, and the others around that have been fine. Six innings pitch, maximum two earned runs. Um, the problem is the Mets are not helping them out at all. The Mets have scored one run in Quintana's last four losses, which is quite remarkable. Um, Corbin is 9-12 on the year, so 4-9 ERA. He was poor last time out, um, but he's kind of been okay. He's got very two very average pitches here. You've got two very average offences. Um, but Washington are in a bit of a slump. They've lost five in a row. Um, and they're bad at home, 29 and 40 at home. Uh, Peter Alonso just hit his 40th home. That's the third time he's reached that. Um, total. I mean, I've got the Mets written down. You're at minus 148. Um, not particularly in love with it. Um, it'll be lower down my card. But that is my pick. I think the Mets will win the game, Lonty. Yeah, I'm going opposite. I, I like I like Washington here. I mean, Washington's been been good to me um, over the last few months. So probably the only thing I've gotten right was Washington. Um, Corbin hasn't been bad. Uh, only allowed over three earned runs once in his last five starts. He had a rough um, going la- his last start, but you know he's only pitched at home once in his in five of his last six starts. I mean, they don't play well at home. But again, I don't trust the Mets to to lay this big of a number on the road and you mentioned the lack of run support that Quintana is getting. He's been pretty good, but he just hasn't been able to get any offense. I think Alonso has been hitting a cover off the ball as of lately, as of late. Um, so I would, I'll probably lean to the under, but I do like Washington at a plus price. Um, maybe look at Corbin in the first five. Also, I think they could come out and, and jump on Quintana here. One Oh, uh, two, one type of deal. Um, Scott. Yeah, I've kind of pulled a complete 180 on Quintana when the year started. Uh, I take him under my wing. I like him. I think he's actually pretty good. Uh, but you're looking at Corbin, who's been a mess this year. But for the most part, he's been better lately. But uh, maybe his reputation precedes him in a bad way. Because Corbin, I don't think, has been shelled repeatedly recently. I just think that, once again, people are so focused on what happened in the last couple of years. They're still raking in the money from last year, fading, fading Corbin, that they still think that he sucks. I'm going to link to the under. In this one, uh, Quintana's been good, but once again, they don't score for him. The Mets have... Sc- Actually, I want to look at this number just to make sure here. So, the Mets have scored more than three runs in two of Quintana's starts this season. Wow. That is, that's almost impossible. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how you do that. To go through the scores of what the Mets have put up with Quintana starting, one run, no runs... Four runs, the lone win against the Cardinals. Zero runs, zero runs, six runs against the Royals, still lost. One run against the Yankees, two runs against the White Sox. It's almost impossible to have this little run support. This might be worse than the Grom run support like three, four years ago. This is all-time bad stuff. I'm going to link to the under 
I think you're going to see a lower scoring game, maybe the first five under, but I think Quintana should be favored, but I'm not laying this number with the Mets. So I'll go with the first five under in this game. That's fair enough. Um, the live games, everything's flip-flopped. Uh, Houston and Texas now 5 all. Uh, so Trev, you've cast your uh, Rangers team total bet. Uh, and the Red Sox have fought back to lead uh, 4-3 against the Tampa Bay Rays, which is good because I have Boston uh, as my bet. And what price was that? Let's have a cheeky look. It was my Don't man, Brian Bellow. Bad luck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mushy. Wait till uh, the we, I tell you what, we mushed that no-hitter on here that we talked about last night. By the time I unplugged my phone, walked through there and turned the telly on, they'd scored seven runs yeah. in like I mean, the 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. 10 runs in the last yeah. three innings. Yeah. 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 We mentioned the no-hitter, said that we were quite good at mushing it, and literally I moved seven yards that way and they'd score, they scored one run for every yard that I'd moved. Um Right, 7.40 Eastern first pitches, the San Francisco Giants. We need to get a move on here, boys. We're halfway through the games and we've done 50 minutes. Moon off, we'll go berserk. Uh, the San Francisco Giants at the Chicago Cubs initially handicapped Sean and Naya. Um, at this point, it looks like Ryan Walker, but the Walker possibly followed by Minaya, I would have guessed. Um, Kyle Hendricks for the Cubbies. Um, minus 102 for the Giants, minus 118 for the Cubs. No total for obvious reasons. Lonte? Yes, I'm going with Chicago here. I'm going to keep riding a hot hand. I mean, they've been really good as of late. San Francisco, uh, I just I can't get a good read on, on them. Um, they've struggled offensively, though, only scored three run, over three runs once in the last five. They've lost six of ten. Cubs have won um, seven of the last 11. Hendricks, not a big fan of, but, uh, I mean, he's been fine. His last five starts hasn't allowed over three runs. Um, pitches well in Wrigley. I'm gonna make it small. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. I like the Cubs to to cover the run line, and um, obviously they'll win the game. Scott, Cubs, one's too cheap. Cup. Okay, so, you say we got to rush I'll, through. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, Cubs yeah. We, this is it. Experiment will power through. Um, I totally agree. Uh, watch that game tonight. Enjoyed watching the Cubs. I enjoyed watching Steele. He was really, really good. He's got a very good attitude. Uh, Obviously, it was a holiday crowd there as well, and they were really into it. It looked like a fun atmosphere. Um, and I just ride the Cubs. They're batting really well there. CS Suzuki's swinging a good bat recently. Yep. Um, and the Giants, I even saw they, they've got Tristan Beck listed as star, and I think tomorrow, and then he was in the game tonight. Um, they've got like three pitches just on a really weird sort of every 36-hour rotation. And this is another one, Walker to Manaya. I just don't trust it. Um, I much prefer Hendricks at home. Uh, and the Cubs will be my pick, minus 180. 7.40, Eastern first pitches. The Chicago White Sox at the Kansas City Royals. Dylan Cease for the White Sox and Brady Singer for Casey. It's a match on the books, minus 108 each of two, with a total of nine. Uh, Dylan Cease, six and seven, 491 ERA, really struggling. Five, eight and four earned runs in his last three starts. Uh, the game totals in them have been 15, 16 and 15. Um, Singer is 8 and 10 with a 5.15 ERA. He's had back to back four owned run starts, short starts as well for him. And the game tools in his last five have been 12, 10, 13, 12, and 11. So there's not a game in there that hasn't gone single figures. They're all way up there. Um, sometimes you just have to ride with that sort of stuff. Kansas City scored millions tonight. Um, both teams can score um, millions tomorrow. The over nine looks like a lock for me. Um, Scott? 
Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over, but I am going to go with Kansas City. I said previously on the show, I think that Cease is an overrated pitcher. I think last year was a fluke. I don't think he's very good, simply put. Now, Singer's not great either, but I am going to have faith in him in this start because he's been good at home lately. His last two starts were on the road against Seattle and against Chicago, probably two playoff teams. Uh, But you're looking at his last two home starts, seven and a third, two runs against the Mariners, eight innings, no runs against the Mets, and five innings, two runs against the Twins. So he's actually been pretty good at home lately. That's good enough for me. I'll take Kansas City. Kansas City to follow up for Scott Lunty. Yeah, I lean Kansas City's way. I love the over in the game. Kansas City 37 and 30 to the over at home this season. Um, Cease 18 earned runs allowed in his last three starts. Two of those were against bad offenses. Colorado and Oakland. Casey is probably right in the middle of those, if not a notch above. I think they can get it going here. Um, would look at a team total over for Kansas City as well. Okay, like it. We will go to a. 8.05 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. Series continues with left-handed pitcher Framba Valdez going for Houston. Texas officially TBD, but I think it's Dane Dunning, and the prices, I think, would reflect that too. Um, it's close. It's minus 118, the Asteroids. Did you see that man? The Asteroids man today. What a great <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, that was Huge great. Huge fan of him. Great. Was yeah, right. He was right up my street, that fella. Uh, minus 102. Um, for Texas, I haven't seen a total for this one. Um, Scott? I'm going to go with Houston. Simply put, I don't have faith in Texas to win games. They invent ways to lose, and it feels like this team is cratering. Today's a good example. We'll see if they win or not, but when you're up 3 nothing early, you should win. And they immediately blew the lead in about four innings. So we're going to see what happens, but I can't trust Texas. Just simply put, they have not been good lately. They got bailed out yesterday by a Garcia walk-off home run, but they just have not been good. Simply put, and I have no faith in them to consistently win games when they blow a bunch of leads late because the bullpen isn't very good. So I'll go with the Astros. I have more faith in that team. Yep, fair enough. Um, Lunty? Yeah, this is a tough game for me, um, to be to be honest. I, I had a tough time. I like the over. Um, Valdez, he's, he's been great in his last two starts, but outside of that, he's been giving up a lot of contact and runs. Um, four plus and five of his last nine. He also had five walks versus Detroit, so Command is a little bit of an issue. Um, if it is Dunning, he's been fine. I, I don't mind him. But, again, I think both of these offenses can overpower the opposing pitcher. I mean, Houston's over in six of the last ten. Texas is over in seven of the last ten. Those numbers probably go up with where they're playing right now. Um, Texas at home, 38 and 28 to the over. I think we see some runs here. Um, I like both offenses. I like both pitchers a decent amount. I don't trust either one um, to shut down the opposing offenses. So I like the over in the matchup. Yeah, exactly the same pick for me, Lonte. I've got the over. It was hard to like either side, just how Houston have been playing it, and then Texas have been swimming a little bit longer. Dunning has been okay, but in the context of that Texas uh, slump, and I'm just not convinced by Valdez or Houston. This game tonight, that's currently 5-5 in the sixth inning, is exactly the game I've kind of handicapped um, for tomorrow. Uh, so we'll just have to say, I hope I haven't made the right pick one day too early. Um, obviously, I haven't seen a total, but... I mean, what was yesterday? It won't be a million miles away. Uh, total was nine and a half um, yesterday with Branson Heaney. So somewhere similar, maybe. Uh, maybe half a run shorter, actually. It would be nine. But I'll take the over. Happy with that. Um, Matthew. Uh, and in the chat. Hello, Matthew. Uh, we have talked about Justin Steele, Matthew, but he wanted to shout about. Um, I think there's quite a few Cy Young picks, uh, Cy Young tickets um, amongst the uh, the D-Gens lying around. And Matthew might be holding one. 
9.38 Eastern first pitches the Baltimore Orioles at those LA Angels. Uh, Dean Kramer for Baltimore and left-handed pitcher Reed Detmers for the Angels. Minus 142 Baltimore, plus 120 the Angels. Total is nine for Scott. Yeah, I'm going to once again be as quick as possible. I'll take Baltimore. How am I supposed to take the Angels? You got swept by Oakland? Really? <laughs> swept by Oakland? Come on, man. You had a no-hitter and they gave up 10 runs in the game. I, I, I can't have faith in, in the Angels here. Detmers had that one almost no-hitter against the Rangers. He's been really bad besides that. Kramer's been fine, but Baltimore's a good team. The Angels aren't. So I'll take Baltimore on the run line. I think this line's too short. Correct. Uh, Lonte? Same. Uh, I love I love Baltimore in the spot. They got outscored in that series 21 to 9. Wasn't even close. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just nothing to more to Oakland. say. Just, yeah, right. Nothing more to say. Just Baltimore <laughs> run line. Kramer's been double really A good. lineup according to Malcolm. 21 <laughs> to 9. Yeah. Kramer's been I mean, Kramer's been good too. He hasn't allowed over three runs in his last seven starts. So I mean, just Baltimore any way you can get him. Who who swept the age of Scott? Oakland, man. Oakland. Oakland. They're not even going to have a team next year. They're going to be in Vegas. Come on, man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Baltimore run line, in fact, I was that confident. I mean, what's the point in anything the Angels do currently? Um, So, yeah, no hitter in the six. Lost the game 10-6. Baltimore on the run line is plus 124. It's a great bet. 9-4 Eastern first pitch is the Colorado Rockies at the Arizona Diamondbacks left-handed pitcher Kyle Freeland for Colorado, and Brandon Fart for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is minus 170. Uh, no, it isn't. It's plus 170 Colorado, minus 184 for Arizona. Total is nine. Freeland is 5-14 and 14 with a 518 ERA and is unbackable at the moment. 6-3-4-4-3 earned runs in his last five. Multi-homers in three of his last five. So no Arizona on hitting great. But you could get a player prop in there if you really wanted one. And Freeland has a 532 road ERA. Um, Brandon Fart was doing better uh, last time, uh, until last time. And then he did what all Arizona pitchers do um, at the Dodgers and completely shit the bed. Um, His last three home starts, though, he's been okay. He's given up two or three. And that's probably good enough for you. I've got this down. Before I saw the number, I'll tell you what, I'm good. Uh, Arizona win this game 6-3. to three. Uh, The number then came out at 9, so I'm exactly right. Arizona on the run line is plus 106, Lunty. Yeah, I got nothing in this game, but I agree with everything you just said. I, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to bet it. Uh, I, I would I would be Arizona or nothing. You can't trust Colorado at all. I like everyone's just a little bit more truthful when we're against the clock in the last few minutes. I like this. There's a little truth serum coming out. Uh, I, I literally, I, I've got on my on my notes, I've got nothing on, on it, literally. <laughs> you wrote that down? Yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> Scott? I probably agree that Arizona should win because Colorado's that bad on the road. I'm going to lean to the over, though. I don't really like either pitcher. I think, once again, Fod has been better lately, but in general, ZRA is still north of six. He's still not a good pitcher. He's The point is he set the bar pretty low that even decent starts look pretty good, uh, but then he went back to being bad last time out. I'm just going to lean to the over. I think this is one of those games that you tend to see between the Rockies and Dimebacks. I know the Rockies' offense is worse now than in previous years, where the game might be somewhat middle of the road with scoring, then the bullpens get involved and both teams go crazy in the final three innings. That's kind of what I see. I could see a decent game, like a 3-2 game in the fifth, and then they pull the starters, then you just have complete anarchy in the final four innings. I'm going to go with the over. I can see Arizona scoring seven or eight, but I think the bullpens are going to be terrible. So I'll go with the over. 
Uh, love a bit of anarchy. 9.40 Eastern first pitch is the penultimate game on the show, uh, which is the Toronto Blue Jays at the Oakland Athletics. Chris Bassett for Toronto. Oakland were officially D, uh, TBD. I'm now seeing Ken Walderchuk, a uh, left-handed pitcher, who we handicapped last night. Um, so obviously was pushed back. Who started for Oakland tonight then? Didn't see that. Um it was anyway. uh, Medina started. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he must be off, off the IL, I think, and he'd been he'd been gone for a little while. Um, minus one ninety eight are the Blue Jays. The A's are plus one sixty four. The total is at eight and a half. Scott. Uh, this is. It seems obvious that Bass is the <laughs> choice. But do I want to lay one ninety eight with Toronto? It's this live really. game that's completely getting in your head. It's doing the same to me. Yes, it you're me too. Me too. staring at that screen and, and it says 3-3 in the top of the eighth and that is completely undermining everything that we've handicapped. It's also I, the dumb type of 3-3 where Toronto blew a lead earlier right. and I know that this is the type of game Toronto would lose. So, right. while the Chuck, I don't think it's any good. Like, that's the problem I run into here. You know what? I'll take a stand here. Give me Oakland team total over. Let's have some Woo-hoo! fun with this. Bassett, Bassett's like been okay, but I do think, once again, Oakland's offense has woken up to some degree. Recently, it's a bit of a hot take, but looking at Bassett's numbers, he has been good lately at home, but on the road, he has been, you know, a bit vulnerable at times. I think when you're looking at the home road splits here, 2.8 ERA at home, 5.02 ERA on the road. I'll fade Bassett's bad road numbers with a pretty low team total. Give me the A's team total over. Okay, I like that. Different angle in Scotland, too. Yeah, I like that too. And Bassett's given up a home run in six of his last seven um, starts, so that's that's you on pace right there. I, I mean, I'm going to go with what we know best, Mal. Oakland first five. That's it. That's all I got. Yep. Oakland first five. But I do like that play by Scott, though. I didn't think about that, but I do like that. I made it up on the fly. I'm, I'm just happy Bassett's road numbers, uh, you know, worked in my favor. Well, I'm about to call an audible as well because um, I was I handicapped Waldy took last night. And I don't mind him, you know. Uh, he had the bad start at White Sox on the 24th of August, but he's been really good around that in short starts. Max I was going to say he doesn't go any length. That's the problem. Yeah, starts between... But he's reached the sixth inning a couple of times, um, but it does. It, it's towards the fourth more often than not. Auckland have won his last two games. Um, I'm not going to do... I had, <laughs> I had Bassett. I had t- uh, Blue Jays on the run line, but I'm looking at this box right in front of me and it's putting me right off. Um, I'm going to go the first five under. Bassett will be fine. Um, and Waldy Chuck will also be fine. You can't trust the Blue Jays. Uh, give me a first five under. Um, Horwitz, is his name Spencer Horwitz? He said a couple of bombers yep. for Toronto. Might be worth following uh, down the stretch. Uh, we've reached the final game, which is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres. We have Michael Lorenzen for Philadelphia and Pedro Avila uh, for San Diego Close on the books, minus 110. The Phillies, plus 108, San Diego, and the total is at 8.5 for Lunty. Yeah, as crazy as it's going to sound, San Diego's only 5.5 back, man. They're only 5.5 back. They picked up some steam. They've won 3 or 4 against San Francisco, uh, which is the team that's in front of them. All four of the teams in front of them, They've had issues, and they're facing tougher schedules than than what San Diego is. Now, can they capitalize? I don't know. I mean, Miami has a series with the Dodgers that they're probably going to lose. San Francisco is playing the Cubs in Wrigley, and they're 
just they dropped two, if I'm not mistaken, already. After the Cubs series, though, the schedule does lighten up a little bit for the Giants immediately. Their, yeah, their last like eleven games are so brutal for the Giants. I think they have a four-game set against the Dodgers, a three-game set against the Padres, and then another three-game set against the Dodgers right. in the year. So right. the Giants' schedule is atrocious. <laughs> it's just difficult. It's right. so hard. So and, and anyway. Cincinnati has Seattle. So I mean, they're they're in the tight. Well, they're up three runs. I think Seattle's threatening right now, but still a tough series. Now I don't know. It's not going to be easy, but I think they can get it done right here at home. Thirty-eight and thirty-four at home. Uh, small sample size, but Pedro he he's been okay in his last few appearances. Only allowed over one run once in August. That was a seven-game sample size. Um, Lorenzen has struggled a bit since that no-hitter, 13 runs in his last three starts combined, uh, allowing a lot of contact, eight hits in each of those three games. So I'm going to go with San Diego here. Would I be surprised if they get blasted? No, but I'm going with San Diego. Let's go. So the fact that they're five and a half back despite being eight under doesn't tell me anything about the Padres. It just tells me we have too many wildcard teams. <laughs> uh, that, that's all that means to me. We have too many playoff teams. Like they, they belong nowhere near the playoffs and arguably the third wildcard spot. The Giants don't belong there either. So Put everybody in. I, do it, one, do, do it uh, College World Series style. That's a little bit too much for me because then you got the <laughs> round robin and that's, that's a little bit much. Double elimination. But I'm going to go with Philly here. I just think that once again, even if Avila pitches decently, he's one of those pitchers who – has been a bullpen guy who kind of got converted into being a starter. So his overall numbers are fine, but he goes no length. So his numbers are misleading. And San Diego's bullpen, I've roasted the entire year. If he's going to give you three or four innings, then I'll take my chances in the final five against the Padres' bullpen. I like Orenzen a lot more. I know he hasn't been great lately, but San Diego, once again, five and a half back means nothing to me because that tells me how bad the bottom of the NL wildcard race is. I'm going to go ahead and take the Phillies here. It's a very cheap price for the much better starting pitcher and the much better team. So I'll take Philly. Yeah, that's my pick as well, Scott, for the same reasons. Um, this is Lorenzen's fourth start after the no-hitter, which is the one where he will emerge um, from the woods into the daylight. We've been counting. Um, and uh, Avila's just a little bit mech, really. Um, the Padres, that's the first three-game win streak since June the 28th. Um and Juan Soto has a three-game homer streak. But apart from that, um, I'm still not into them. Uh, yeah, better team, better pitcher. We, we like that system. Seems pretty straightforward. Uh, Philadelphia minus 110. And we did it, boys. We uh, we dipped our toe and accelerated to the end of the show. Good effort. Um, Lock and Doug, um, Scott, lead us off. Yeah, I'm trying to remember any of the games. Uh, so starting off with the lock for the show, I know what my dog's going to be. My dog's going to be Baltimore uh, minus the one and a half. I just think, once again, getting plus yeah, okay. money there is too good of a deal to pass up on, especially against a team that literally got swept by Oakland over the weekend. But I think for this one, for my lock, I'm tempted by the Cubs with Hendricks at a cheap price. Yeah. I think I am going to go with the first five under with the Twins and the Guardians. I just think that that Gray and Bidey match would be pretty ugly, and I think you're going to see a lower-scoring game early on. Minnesota's really bad on the road offensively, and Cleveland can't hit in general. So they should give Cleveland metal bats and see what happens. But I'll go with the first five under. I just think you're going to see a pretty low-scoring game, 2-1 after five. I'll take the first five under in that game as my lock, and the Orioles run line at like plus 124 as my dog. Yeah, that Orioles uh, run line looks like finding money in the street to me. Lonte? Yeah, make it simple. Uh, Atlanta's getting disrespected at home. Minus 155 for the lock. The dog, I'm going with Washington. Plus 126 to get it done. Let's go, Patrick Corbin. 
I've got a plus 134 here if you want it. Uh, even better. Even yeah. better. Still. Um, I've got a double lock here. Um, is that allowed? Uh, well, I mean, you oh, can cool. give We've out as many a... locks as you want, but you need a dog at the end of it. <laughs> we are, I've got a dog. Don't worry about that. I've got a dog. I've got a 1A and a 1B. So the 1A is the White Sox and the Royals over nine. Um, just millions of runs whenever these two start. Like minimum double figures all the way up. So you take it all to one line. We'll get the 14 runs here. Someone wins this 9-6. That's 15. I love maths. Um, the 1B is the Cubs. I love the Cubs. You mentioned them, Scott. Uh, minus 118. I just trust Hendricks and the Cubs way more than I trust Giants and another one of these cobbled together bullpen days. Uh, watch the Cubs tonight and they look like they were locked in at all. Uh, they're enjoying uh, this homestand. And for my dog, um, Detroit, please, plus 200. Let's get the Yankees feet. Um, it was an illusion. Um, it's a mirage in the desert. Uh, the baby bombers have fooled everyone for a couple of days. Uh, this time last week, you wouldn't no one would be taking the Yankees at any price. Um, so I don't know what difference six days would make. Um, with a load of kids up in like the five team. players that actually don't Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, they weren't ready. They called them up just for the panic. Uh, yeah, it is the it's the lower diminishing returns, Scott. It happens all the time. Uh, we'll see. Detroit has plus 200 for me. Uh, and that was lots of fun, everybody. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you, Lonte. Uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, taking some time out from your Labor Day festivities. Um, I'm going to go and watch some baseball now. We've got a tied game and two one-run games. Uh, so I can go and flick around those three games. Um, what are you, uh, Lonte? What are you doing for the rest of your birthday? Is uh, is your is your partner taking you somewhere fancy? Uh, we're probably going to do something this weekend. Um, right now, I'm probably going to go take my dog for a walk and get back to sharpening up some college football numbers. Had a good college, <laughs> had, a, had, a, had a good college football um, Saturday, so just going to try to build on that. The college or it's, NFL? I thought you said earlier on the NBA show you wanted to go through some NFL stuff. Yeah, I did it already. Right, oh, right, 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 after, Over right, okay. right after we got done with the show, man. Got, I got it already okay. lined up. Yep. So moved on to college. You know, we got, I got no, we got no life uh, for what, like eight months. The next eight months. So this is my hobby. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Mini machine. Uh, the Astros have just scored loads of runs. Then I'm eleven to five up in the blink of an eye. Um, Scott Labor Day. What goes on? Oh, nothing much. I'll have a tennis podcast later, uh, but mostly just chilling. Uh, besides that. Yeah, I said it before, I'll say it again. Big reason why I leaned against the Rangers in the game preview. Their bullpen sucks and they can't hold the lead. So enjoy once again falling apart down the stretch. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, uh, all the DJs in the chat. We appreciate it. Um, Some form of the team will be back tomorrow night. I've got no idea if it's me or not. Um, But good luck, your bets. Enjoy the rest of Labor Day, whatever you're doing. Um, And we'll see you down the road. Cheers.